are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Faith for God's provisions. God has made provision for us. But you know, there's so many people that don't realize that God made provisions. And the devil's talked them out of most of them. And then if he couldn't talk you completely out of them, he'll try to get you to put them off till you get to heaven. Well, it'll be wonderful when we get there, you know, and you see a lot of Christians that feel that way about it. Yeah, we just won't have anything here, but when we all get to heaven, won't it be wonderful then? Well, sure it will. But let me tell you something. We're going to have to deal with the here and now. If there's ever an hour when the body of Christ needs to hear a message on faith for God's provisions, I believe it's today. When, you know, you're getting bombarded by every news media that this nation's going down the drain, that we're all going to sink, none of us going to be able to swim, and it's all going to be over before long. And, you know, I don't believe a word of it. For one reason is because that I analyze the 10 o'clock news in the light of the Word of God. Now, if you're analyzing the Bible in the light of the 10 o'clock news, you're in trouble now. But I got good news for you tonight, thank God. We're not going down the drain. This nation is going to rise to its feet and it is blessed of God and will continue to be blessed of God until the end of the age. Praise God. Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's read from verse 13. For the promise that he, speaking of Abraham, should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, and where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now I want you to notice something here. In fact, I want you to notice several things in this passage of Scripture. In verse 13, it says that the promise that he should be heir of the world. You ought to underline that phrase. Abraham was to be heir of the world. And it was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. In Romans, the 10th chapter, in verse 6, the apostle Paul says that the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. Did you know that righteousness speaks? Righteousness is not dumb. It speaks. And when righteousness speaks, it speaks faith, not fear and unbelief. So the righteousness, which is a faith, he said, it speaketh on this wise. Then he starts out telling you what it wouldn't say first. It wouldn't say who'd go up to heaven to bring Jesus down to us, or bring God here, and to cause these things to come to pass. Then he goes on to say, but what saith it? What saith it? What? What saith what? See, by the time you get down there sometimes, you forgot what he's talking about. He's talking about the righteousness which is of faith. What saith the righteousness which is of faith? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That's what the righteousness of faith says. The righteousness of faith says it's nigh unto thee, even in thy mouth, then in thy heart. In other words, if you don't get it in your mouth, it'll never get in your heart. The promise of God... If you don't put it in your mouth, it won't get in your heart. Now, we need to realize this, that he's telling us something here that will change your attitude, it'll change your perspective of what God has done for us. 
Just because promises are in the Bible of provisions for us doesn't mean they're going to come to you. But he tells you the righteousness which is of faith. And you see, he said it was through the righteousness of faith. Not through the law, not through works. It's through the righteousness of faith. And the righteousness of faith says, it is nigh thee. What is nigh thee? This inheritance. Be an heir to the world. Now, did you notice that it said to Abraham and his seed? Not just to Abraham. Sometimes we get the idea, well, now that's just for Israel, that's just for Abraham. But no, no, no. He was heir of the world. And his seed. Not seeds as many. Seed as one. Now, go with me over to Genesis. Genesis 17. God appeared to Abram when he was 90 years old and nine. And he told him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. That's in verse 1. Then verse 2 it says, I will make my covenant between me and thee and multiply thee exceedingly. Now notice the covenant was between me and thee, God and Abraham. And then you notice it goes on down to verse 7. It says, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations. Notice generations, plural, for everlasting covenant. To be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Now here God says to Abraham, I'm establishing a covenant. This was a blood covenant. You can read about it in the 15th chapter of Genesis where he actually tells you about this blood covenant. And Abraham through faith saw the provisions that God has made. You get over in Galatians, it tells you that God preached the gospel first to Abraham. Good news. He preached faith to Abraham. And in Genesis, the 15th chapter, you find here an account of the covenant that he made with him. And this is not a pretty sight. When you study it out, they killed these animals. They laid them apart in the bloody masses. And then Abram was to walk in between this. And they stood there and they made this oath, the blessing and the curse. But if you'll notice in reading this, you find out that Abram, a deep sleep fell upon him. In verse 12, it says, and when he woke up. Verse 17, it came to pass when the sun was down that it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between those pieces. And the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. Now, essentially, it would take, you know, hours to really give you a real understanding of it. But I'm just going to give you enough of it to get your appetite whetted where you get in there and study it out. This covenant that was made simply meant this. What Abraham had belonged to God and what God had belonged to Abraham. And that's what it means when it says he became heir of the world. Heir of the world. Now, that didn't mean just a little part of it. The world. And when he woke up, here's what he saw. He saw a smoking furnace and a burning lamp or a flaming torch. Now, this is symbolic of deity. When Abraham should have been standing there with God, there was some other being there. And it speaks of deity. And the smoking furnace is type of deity. So what you see here is really a mystery until you get over into the New Testament in the 8th chapter of John when Jesus makes a statement about Abraham, John eight fifty six, And Jesus says this, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. You ever wondered what in the world that means? When Abraham woke up from that deep sleep, he saw Jesus standing there with God in the midst of those pieces and this covenant was actually, that brought Abraham in on the deal, was between Jesus and God. It was actually to Jesus, to Abraham and his seed. And over in Galatians it says, until the seed should come to whom the promise was made. That seed was Jesus. 
Now, I want to bring that in in, in just a brief form there because it would take too long to go into it in detail. But when he said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad, he's referring to this incident when he made this covenant. And brother, when you get into the things that that covenant meant, it meant that God, and it, God went on to say, I have sworn by myself since there's no greater about this covenant. Now, someone says, well, I can understand that with Abraham, but what about us? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Turn to Galatians, the third chapter. See, we're talking about the provisions that God has made. You know what the problem with many Christians today, when it comes to going before God? Too many times we've gone before God on the basis of our need. I saw this several years ago, and it changed my life. Don't ever go to God on the basis of your need alone. Everybody has needs. God's not going to meet a need just because it exists. Everybody on the street has needs. But always go to God on the basis of the provision that's been made. Can you see that? Now let's bring that on down where you can see it a little better. Some of you didn't get it. If you had $2,000 in your bank account and you suddenly needed $10,000, would you just write a check for $10,000? No, the provision hadn't been made, has it? Now some people do that. Some people do that and call it a faith check. <laughs> no, that's not a faith check, that's a hot check. <laughs> and it's against the law. God is not going to bless that. But you see, you know not to send a check to the bank on the basis of need. You wouldn't dare do that. You have better common sense than that. But yet sometimes we go to God on the basis of need alone. Not even knowing whether the provision is made or not. Well, you couldn't write a check. You couldn't have faith to believe that that bank was going to cash your check when you only had $2,000 in there and you wrote the check for ten. You can understand that, can't you? And that's what a lot of Christians are doing. They don't know what provision's been made. Therefore, they can't have faith for the provision that God has made because they don't know what the provision is. If you don't know what the provision... If there's $40,000 in there and you just thought you had 4000 provision... Well, then you'd be limited, see. You need to know what provision God has made. And then you can have faith for it. And that's the way it works. When you get the word of God in your mouth and the provision in your mouth and speak and quote the provision that's been made, you actually make a demand on the faith of God that is in that promise. Can you see that? Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing what God said. And I'll tell you, it'll come more quickly if you hear yourself say it. Then say faith come by reading. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you're quoting the provision, speaking the provision, then you're making a demand on God's faith. Now, God's word is filled with faith, isn't it? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Well, if there wasn't any faith in God's word, you couldn't get any faith by hearing God's word. That's like a bucket. If you've got a bucket up here that's out of water, you're not going to get any water out of it. There must be water in it before we can pull water out of it. So if you're going to get faith out of God's word, there must be faith in it. And faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it is a substance of the provision that God has made. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've taught on the subject of faith for God's provision. Now, our CD offer all this week is CD offer number 7122. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. It's dealing with just exactly what we're talking about here on the broadcast this week. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Did you know that so many people put off the blessing of God until they get to heaven? 
They think, well, when we get to heaven, things will be wonderful. Well, certainly it will be then. But you see, gas won't be $3 a gallon in heaven. You don't need the blessing then. You need the blessing now to pay your bills and deal with the here and now. So many people don't know that God's already given to us these things. In Second Peter chapter 1, listen to what Peter says in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. Grace and peace. Grace is God's willingness is multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. You need to know what God has done for you. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now notice, he has already given it. He's not going to give it when you get to heaven. He has already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. In other words, God's given it to you, and it's given to you through the exceeding great and precious promises. Now, if you don't recognize that to be God's blessing for you today, then you'll miss it in life. That's CD offer number 7122. It's entitled, Faith for God's Provision. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.